Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we begin, I need to give a warning for domestic violence in story number one. I just wanted to let you all know. Aside from that... This is my last video of the week until Monday. I hope you all have a great weekend and remember to always stay hungry. To start this off, I'm a 25 year old female and when the story took place, I was 18, about to be 19 in a few months. Me and my now ex had met through mutual friends right before I turned 18. We had hit it off pretty quick, and when I moved to my first apartment, he was given a key since he lived near, and it was kind of a smart idea. Months had passed, and I became very busy with work. I worked as a waitress in this popular restaurant in our city in the height of summer, aka a lot of get-togethers and such were held at the restaurant. So naturally... There was a lot of overtime, especially at late nights. I had always taken the train home from work, and on that day, I had left my phone in my locker as usual. While on the train, I had opened up my phone, and I saw 133 missed calls and more than 200 text messages from him. I tried to call him back, but he didn't answer. His texts made no sense whatsoever. They were almost hysterical, like I had gone missing or something. I always informed the people closest to me my work shifts, just in case they wanted to visit or such. So it wasn't that he didn't know where I was. As I arrived home, it was pretty much bright because it was summertime, and I saw him sitting on my damn couch. He then stood up, just walked right past me, and out of my apartment. It was very odd, and I would called my best friend to tell her about it. Some more time passed and I was now turning 19. Me and my now ex moved in together, which turned out to be a huge mistake. After the previous incident, he had acted all normal and we didn't even speak of it at all, even though I tried to bring it up on multiple occasions. We lived an okay life. That is, until he got fired from his job. He went mental. At that point in the relationship, I had noticed many red flags, and I was planning on leaving soon. I was waiting on my next paycheck to come first, but after he lost his job, his drinking went out of hand, to the point that when I got paid, this sorry son of a bitch stole over $280 out of my savings. I had my savings in a physical box that I kept hidden where I would from time to time put some extra money in. When I found out about this, and when I asked... He had actually lied to me for days before one of his friends reached out and told me what happened to the money. I was devastated, but I knew there was no way I could get it back. And on that same day, I broke up with him. When I said that I wanted to end things, he was really quiet and he just went to sleep. I was really happy since he seemed to take it okay. Right around that time, I had also met this wonderful man 
but for the sake of the story, we'll call Max. Me and Max hit it off even better, and we started hanging out every weekend. I still did live with my now ex, but I didn't bother bringing this up to him, since he was pretty much drunk 24-7, and he had taken out a heavy loan to pay for his drinking. Of course, saying that it was a loan to pay for his new car, but I know that was total bullshit. I had kept a physical diary that I kept in my nightstand. It was always in there, and I never left it out. But one day when I got out of work, I got a call. So he finds my diary, and now he accuses me of cheating. Which again wasn't even true since we had been done for a while now. At that moment, luckily a weekend came, and I went to go hang out with Max. But things had escalated from there, to the point that I had to stop eating, and Max had luckily let me stay with him until I could find a new apartment. It took a while, but on one evening, me and Max were driving back to his place from a shop. When my ex called me, saying he had forgotten his keys home, and if I could come and open up the door for him. I agreed since we were nearby, and he said that I couldn't bring Max though. I entered the house, joking with my ex slightly about the forgotten key as I opened the door, and I went to get some more of my stuff from the house. Then when I was about to leave the headroom, my ex just stood at the door and demanded that I stay with him and give him my keys. The only reason that I hadn't given him my keys yet was because all of my stuff was still there, and my family and I were going to go there and move them out in a week. I said no, and that I was leaving now. He blocked my entrance, and once again, he punched me in the face. Baffled, I called Max. For context, my ex was about 5'7 and very slim, whilst Max is about 6'3 and muscular. As you can imagine, this had spooked out my ex quite a bit, but not enough for him to move the hell out of my way. My face was hurting a lot, but I knew that he wasn't done with me, and that I had to leave now. While on the call with Max, I once again told him no, and I pushed him roughly out of my way, just enough for me to get out. But as I was at the front door quickly leaving, I saw my ex walking towards me with a damn kitchen knife. I don't think I've ever been so afraid before in my life. I quickly opened the door and then slammed it shut. Then I ran down the stairs to Max's car. I then quickly get inside and shut the door before telling him to leave really quick and then explaining to him what just happened. Max was horrified and he suggested that I call my mom about this, which I did. Now, she had known about this whole thing for a while, but this had made her fear for me even more at that point. The week went by, but not without constant calling and texting. At one point he called me like 20 times in one day, and he even sent me messages of him cutting his wrists and blaming me for it. When the moving day came, oh boy was he all over the place. Max had come along to help with my family, which included my mom, my stepdad, my older brother, and Max stayed downstairs just in case. But apparently that wasn't enough for this dude. He went all ballistic about it, and he threatened to kill me. Luckily, nothing actually happened, and we successfully moved everything out of there. But that didn't stop his insane harassment. He had sent some of his friends to stalk me at work and such. And how do I know this, you may ask? Well, it's because I saw one of them, and I straight up asked why he was there. And this particular friend told me, 
The friend and I became friends when me and my ex were still dating, so he knew both sides of everything and what happened. I confronted my ex with this info, and he denied it, and he went on to continue to send me messages all throughout the day, as well as calling me constantly. Then I blocked him. I really wish that this was the end of the story, but it's not. Me and Max later moved in together when I was about 21, right after we had been dating for almost two years, when he then came up again. By this point, we had moved in together a very long distance away from my ex, but he somehow found out where we lived, and he started to send some of his friends to come knock on my door in the middle of the night, sending me death threats through the mail, and much more. This continued for a few months, until one day we discovered that our dog, who back then was just a puppy, was barking at the window like crazy after we came home from a date night. We thought that she may have just been barking at some animal that she may have seen or something, and we just went to bed shortly after, since both of us had to wake up very early for work. Well, at about 2.30am, we woke up to our dog barking again, but now she was barking towards our living room. We've always kept our bedroom door slightly open so that she could walk in and out whenever she wanted. I woke up Max, and he found it odd too, since she seemed to be staring at something in the living room. He got up, and I stood up from our bed as well to see what was happening, when Max then yelled, What the fuck are you doing in our house? And that's when I heard it. Footsteps that quickly turned into running steps, when Max luckily shut the door and then screamed at me to call 911. After about 10 minutes, the cops arrived and we heard a loud commotion through our door. And when one of the officers asked us to open it, I saw a face that I never wished to see again. It was my ex. We had to go to the police station and we were told that he had gone through one of our windows. We lived on the first floor of our apartment building and he had hit around the house and then actually waited for us to get back. The scariest part of all this was that he had a lot of bad stuff with him. He had a hunting knife, duct tape, and a small handsaw as well. He was arrested that day and he was given a sentence of two years for breaking and entering. In our country, the sentencing system is very broke and people who do horrific things get surprisingly light sentences. I ended up placing a restraining order against him and me, Max, and our puppy moved further away. But this story does have a happy ending. Me and Max got married last year, and just two months ago, I gave birth to our daughter. We live in a smaller town far away from my ex, and I really hope that I never have to see his sorry ass again. I'm a 31-year-old female from Germany. And this happened to me in 2014 during and shortly after my stay at a mental hospital. Before I begin this story, I need to give you some background information about me so that you can understand the state that I was in at the time. I was originally born in Bosnia, which is a small country in southeastern Europe for those who don't know, but came to Germany during the Bosnian War in the 90s. My father was a raging alcoholic back then and he only married my mother for the little money she had, and he made it very clear that he preferred us far away from him. Years of mental and physical abuse, bullying at school, and also caring for my broken mother and older brother while maintaining the charade of the strong child made me a wreck, but I kept it all bottled up. 
until the year of 2014, that is. After an especially nasty breakup paired with bullying at work, I finally exploded. Nervous breakdowns look different on everybody, but for me, it was spending my days crying, without eating, without sleeping or leaving the house until my mother finally noticed and got me hospitalized. I was later diagnosed with PTSD, major depression, and borderline personality disorder. Anyway, sorry for the long backstory, but I need people to understand that I was at my lowest, and therefore I didn't see the gigantic red flags this boy basically threw right in my face. Let's call him Kevin for the sake of the story. I met Kevin online during my second month in the hospital. He seemed like a nice guy at first, but our conversation soon got darker. He started telling me all about his problems, that he too suffered from depression and other mental illnesses, which was fine with me, and it even made him more attractive somehow. We texted a lot, and we got along great. At this point in my therapy, I was allowed to go home during the weekends, so Kevin and I decided to meet up the next weekend. In my vulnerable state, I really couldn't wait for that to happen. To my disappointment, though, he had stopped replying as soon as I got home. I waited all day, but I heard nothing of him until the next day, when I arrived back at the hospital. He basically just told me that he was sorry for making me wait, that he was very busy and whatnot. I checked in with the nurses, and I went out to the little fenced yard that housed the animals, like all the goats and rabbits for therapy purposes. It was 7pm, and it was already very dark outside, but I preferred a little privacy to reply. While texting, I had this uneasy feeling of being watched. Looking around, I couldn't see anything or anyone, but I heard a slight shuffling not too far away. I tried brushing it off as the animals just moving around, but I was suddenly very aware of just how far away from anybody I was, so I headed back, followed by more strange noises I might add, which I ignored. So fast forward to about a week later to when Kevin and I finally met up. We had a good time. We talked a lot while sitting in my small apartment. He wasn't really giving off any strange vibes just yet. I mean, aside from the mysterious guy with mental health issues. You know, the ones which I liked, of course. We met every week from then on, and he even picked me up from the hospital a couple of times. At the end of my third month in the hospital, I was finally discharged, and I guess you can say I went back to my normal life. Working full-time and taking care of my dog, Isaac. This was also the time when Kevin began to act strangely. It was pretty subtle at first. I would just catch him looking at me from the doorway after I left the room to get something from the kitchen. But soon, I would catch him peeking behind the shower curtain while I was in the shower. I told him to stop that, as it made me really uncomfortable. But still, somehow felt his presence while I was in the shower, or a stare while changing. He would also start to act really mean towards my dog. Isaac isn't a very social dog, and he usually ignores people mostly. But Kevin would push him away in very unnecessary situations, like whenever he was heading towards me, sometimes even insulting him, and even acting jealous. I tried to talk to him about all this, but he just brushed me off, like I was just imagining this strange change in his behavior. The final straw and nail in the coffin was the evening where Kevin told me that I should get rid of my dog, just so he could be the only one looking at me from then on. Yeah, 
Strange, but I knew he was dead serious. At this point, I had enough of him, as well as his strange and creepy behavior. I tolerated it for a while out of fear of going through all this recovery alone, but now he was just making me uncomfortable, and I was honestly getting scared for my dog, as he was really giving off these bad vibes of bad intention, so I broke it off. He eventually left, and I felt a huge relief. It was like I escaped from some potentially dangerous situation. The stalking began around a month later. Every now and again, I would see his car parked near my work or my place, with no one inside. I was really just annoyed at first, but I started to get more anxious about it. I got the same feeling as the one I had when he would stand behind the shower curtain while I would walk home from work. I even saw him one time disappearing behind a corner. I knew it was him every time though, as Isaac would start growling in certain directions. But of course, I had no proof. So there was nothing I could do, and I just walked home as fast as possible. Also, he seemed to be relatively afraid of dogs, so I knew he would keep his distance, making it somewhat easier to endure. This all went on for almost a year, but it did eventually stop. Almost, at least. Years afterwards, I still got cryptic messages from him from time to time, but I never did see or feel his presence again. This was a long time ago, but I still won't go anywhere without at least my dog by my side, even after moving far away from this creep. This isn't the scariest story you'll ever hear, but this also proves that there are some very, very crazy women out there. So I was around 10 years old at this time, and my dad was a few years sober now when he had met this crazy woman named Casey. They worked at the same job, helping each other become sober. My father and I's relationship was finally starting to get better, and he had an apartment, and I would come stay with him whenever I wasn't at my mom's. Casey lived in the complex next to his. I remember walking over to the dog park next to her apartment to meet her and her dog, and she seemed nice enough. She had started staying with us more and more, and I'm pretty sure she basically moved in at this point but still had her own apartment as well. One thing that always bothered me though, was that she always, and I mean always, cleaned my room for me, and I hated that. I'm an OCD type of person, and things have their spots, and I like my stuff a certain way, so that always made me angry. But anyways, time went on, and I found out that she was pregnant. I was actually really happy about it, but oftentimes I would see her smoking, and it really scared me because she was pregnant. As time went on, my father broke up with her, and I was really shocked and confused about it, but I was also still excited to have a little sibling. Well, a few weeks later, my dad got back with his ex that is now my stepmother, Ashley. Well, we did go, and we found out it was going to be a boy. The last time I hung out with Casey was when she took me to get ice cream. She had picked me up for my mom's, my father had no clue she did this, and he later made me block and delete her off my phone. She told me that she wanted to name the baby boy Asher, or something like that, but couldn't because it reminded her of Ashley. Now, this is when it gets fucking crazy. So, the last time we heard from Casey was when she had texted my father that she had lost the baby. We've never heard from her since. 
Basically, she said to my mother that my father had made her leave her job where she had met my dad because they shouldn't work together, which was total bullshit. She also said that my father never went to the doctor's appointments because he didn't want to or because he was too busy. But in reality, she never told him or didn't want him to go. And here's the craziest part. My dad wanted pictures of the sonogram, so she ended up sending him random looked up sonograms from the internet. So yeah, all in all, this lady traumatized a 10-year-old girl, but also lied about being pregnant just to get back together with my father, which didn't even work. Casey, you're an absolutely terrible and manipulative person, and I think my dad really dodged a bullet by breaking up with you. I can't believe you lied about being pregnant. Who the fuck does that? Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone. And remember, to always...